Hello, 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 and welcome back to yet another episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast. This is episode 223 in the form of a question. You want me to book a third call? Oh my God. This is so important. I can't wait to break into it. Guys, I'm your host, Clay Newmeyer. With me, as always, my esteemed co-host, Joseph Lucani. We're the electricpreneurs, just a couple of master electricians with business addictions committed to showing up five days a week to help you with this free daily coach call. The price for admission is simple. Sit back in the hot seat, promise to take everything we give, and promise to take action on that. Report the wins up and keep on showing up so we can keep showing up for you as we help you master your sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. Joseph, I'm done hogging the mic, brother. How are you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great. I, I honestly love having these sessions with you because it's like an opportunity to hang out with your best friend. We talk about things that are really important, but mostly I just love the laughs that we get to have. How about Absolutely. you, Ben? How you holding up today? Fantastic. I, honestly, man, I, I can barely believe it's December. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can barely believe it's almost Christmas. Mm -hmm. The days are turning into weeks or flying by as months. Next thing you know, the whole season's passed, but I'm super, super excited. Not because I'm like a huge Christmas advocate. I'm really not, but I do enjoy the family time. I enjoy wishing everyone a happy holiday and taking a moment to take a breath, man, and just really absorb everything that's happened in 2023 and i'm really excited to go through that in the holidays with you and explore everything that that we've seen and, and covered and and grown with and and be able to share that with everyone listening just like this third call strategy today it's gonna be a good one and i'm glad you're having such a good time man i can't wait to reminisce together yesterday was also actually the first time that we ever aired a replay mm -hmm. but in a year man i've done the math we're going to finish this year at 230 new and unique episodes with a total of four replays. Every other time that one of us hasn't been here, the other one has gone live on this podcast and made it happen anyway. And that's worth honorable mention alone, because honestly, we talk about this all the time, man, and it's helpful. So I'm going to say it here again. It's mindset and it's doing the thing, not doing anything. It's doing the thing that you need to do consistently that really changes your game, isn't it? I agree. It's like so many times people want to, they think about lifting the world. Like I want to change the world and they think that they have to start somewhere down at the South Pole and lift. When really it's just get off the couch. Step one is just stand up. Step two could be stretch, but just start making moves and start focusing on doing the thing you actually have to do. And eventually by the time you actually do have to start bending down and lifting, you're already warmed up, ready to go with your intention saying, I'm ready. I'm capable. Let's go. Oh man. Quotes coming to mind. You don't have to start to be, or you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. A little right. tongue twister there. And if you keep going consistently, then you'll absolutely be an all-star. Joe, why don't we jump into this topic and help some people out today? Uh, right. Wait a sec. You want me to book a third call? In what situation would I ever want to go back to a house for a third time just to get a sale? I'm not sure I follow, brother. Okay, I'll be helping you out here. So our commitment is that we do something known as a two-call close, meaning that let's say you go to someone's home and the first time you go to meet them, it's either a one-legger or meaning only one spouse, only one decision maker, not everyone's present, or you find out that it's a large presentation that you need time to sit down and develop 
or they're actively just, I'm just looking at quotes. We're not moving forward anytime soon. You would then have your second appointment, which is known as the presentation appointment. You've ideally set that up at the time when they're most likely able to make a decision, when they're most likely everyone's able to be together and that you're ready saying, we're coming to bring this to a conclusion. Now, the biggest objection that sometimes we hear is when someone says they want to email it over. And this is the situation where this really starts to thrive because you've gone through your presentation and let's say they like it. They like it enough that they're willing to even narrow down the choices. Gone from six choices, they narrow it down to two choices. But what do you do when they genuinely, truly cannot make a decision? Like for whatever reason it is, you've been there for three, four hours. They can't, they just cannot do it. They're not being, they're not arguing with you. They just, they can't figure it out for themselves. I think personally it comes back to this, this rule. And I think we've touched on it before and it's, it's borrowed from Alex Hormozzi, but I love the acronym around it. Bam, fam. Mm-hmm. Book a meeting from a meeting. Yeah. We want a clearer future, right? Not mm-hmm. more obscurity, more, uh, less understanding, more open cycles with no end in sight. Correct. So at that moment, you're forced into one of two situations. And to really give this context, is it okay if I touch on both of them to make it make sense? Let's hit it, man. Okay. The typical approach, like the standard contractor and even those who are relatively untrained in our process would say, okay, I've already presented it once. You've already narrowed it down to two choices. I'll email these two choices over. Get back to me when you're ready. But what's ended up happening in that situation is the customer has already said, I want to move forward with you. I just truly don't know which one it is. Or I want to, I want to do something. I'm just not sure if this is the right time. I'm not sure if you're the right person. Or they say, you know what? I like these two choices. My um, general contractor brother is going to help me review these two choices and we'll figure out which one's the best one. In every one of these choices, what you've done is you've removed yourself from the equation and instead forced the customer to buy strictly on logic and on material labor value. Hmm. You spent the whole time building the emotional relationship and proving that you're the person they should like, trust, and respect. Only at the like the bottom of the ninth are you walking out. You're leaving to beat traffic is really what you're right. doing. Right. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, the way that we prefer is to say this. Well, if we're in that situation, what's stopping us from saying, why don't we just see it further? Because there's really only three outcomes to a call. If they're truly interested in working with you, they're either A, going to say, I want to work with you. And if they do, we'd have to come back and do the paperwork, do the deposits, take pictures, take measurements, schedule the date, all that stuff. Scenario two, they want to work with you or they're not sure and they're, they're on the fence. They're not removing you. They're not saying yes to you. They truly either have questions or they don't know. Unless you want to do email and text and phone calls, it would be better to physically come back anyway. Mm -hmm. Or the third option is they decided that they don't want to work with you. And if they don't want to work with you, all they have to do is pick up the phone and say, we're not going to be able to make that appointment. No need to reschedule. But there's something special about those three things. And I'm to avoid a monologue. Do you mind if I go into it? Yeah, of course, man. Keep going. I, I'm like all ears here. This is so okay. exciting for me. And I do have a question on the tip of my tongue, but I'm going to save it till you're done. Go ahead. Get excited okay. with me. 
So the exciting thing is this, by positioning into those three things and explaining it to the customer as those three outcomes, what you'll find is that they will be far less likely to cancel the appointment as well as less likely to get competitive estimates. And the reason being is because you've shown them from call one to now call three that your intention is to serve them. It's never going approaches as if, oh, well, I want to make the sale. So let me know when you're ready to bring this to a conclusion. It's, well, Clay, I genuinely want to make sure that you're taken care of here. And the last thing I want you to do is have to be forced to do my job of now that I've broken down all these descriptions and engineered different designs, and now you and your brother are going to try and figure out what's the best fit. Wouldn't it make more sense for you, your brother, and me to sit down together? And then we'll review them all together. And if I'm not clearly the right fit, I'll even stay and help you figure out the other quotes that you're going to get. Would it be wrong of me to want to serve you at that level? Not at all, man. And I love that line. But tell me this from experience, Joe, do people actually want this? Do they actually want you to come back to their house a third time? Like, I feel like there'd be some resistance that almost makes me question myself and go, what gives me the right to be so pushy as to want to come back again and bother these people in their schedule again just to get a sale? It's actually the fault is actually in the language you're using. And I want to explain what I mean by that. Why do I deserve this appointment? No one wants this appointment. Why should I be so pushy as to come in and insist on a sale? We're not any of that. What we're doing is I'm trying to serve them at the highest level. When you look at the inverse, it becomes clearer. If I don't come back, I've given you the designs. You now need to compare those designs and hope that you understand exactly what I'm doing. And most likely, how does the average customer buy? They get three quotes. They put them down side by side. If they don't understand the differences or they believe they're all the same, they go based off price. And the problem is, is that if your goal is to actually serve them, wouldn't it make more sense to say, if that's your process, not only will I review mine, but if I'm not clearly the right fit, I'll support you by doing the other two. Hmm. And you know what? You said something earlier with, why would people even want third appointment? That's sometimes the point. Sometimes they don't. And it encourages them to figure it out when you're there. Because when they see, you know what? He is so committed to this that he's even willing to come back again. Well, I don't want to come back again. All right, let's look at these one more time. Joe? We're making this a live training now, brother. We've got a great question coming in. We love when you guys engage with us on the Facebook um, uh, group, Electric Printer Secrets. And we've got a question here. So why is showing them you want to serve them important? Question one, versus trying to do a one-call close. Okay. The main benefit behind that is that people, actually, we said it earlier, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Now, I personally, as well as the people who usually purchase at a premium level, aren't looking for the cheapest fix most of the time. Now, they exist. They truly do exist that people are like, what is the cheapest bare minimum you can do? But even in that capacity, the thing that is unilaterally accepted is that people want to know that you're there to try to help them. They want to know, if I'm going to bring you into my home to help me with this project, you have some sort of vested interest in doing a good job. Some people are vested based off the money. And that means the customer knows that the money is the only leash that's keeping them accountable. 
But when your service is part of your value organs, when service is part of your actual vitality, when service is part of your creed, and it's shown as a non-negotiable at every interaction, now they know that it's not the money that's getting you here. It's that you yourself insist on serving, even if it means that it's not hiring you. And I'm reminded of a, a quote that we've often um, used in different dialogues here because it's old. It's old wisdom, right? You got to beware of new knowledge. Knowledge is quite old. And King George IV, I believe, said that service is the highest form of distinction. And now in a time when the whole world's going AI and shortcutting service as, as frequently mm -hmm. as possible, isn't there some merit to going against that and focusing on a one-to-one -one personal connection? And, and I venture to say there is. I just wanted to add one more thing contextually, just to be fair, because as I'm reading this question a couple of times, I'm also realizing we didn't quite set this up, maybe in the detail uh, that we could have because mm -hmm. we're already on the same brainwave thinking, okay, this is an opportunity call. Mm -hmm. This is someone who's identified they're gonna get multiple estimates and mm -hmm. they're not looking to move forward today yet. Correct. So they're still in decision mode. And now we're articulating the value of continuing to show up in person versus giving them the space, uh, honoring what they believe even their wishes are to have the space to just decide on their own, if that makes sense. That's true. That said, though, to answer to that bit of it, I would say it's important to keep showing up because if you don't, then truly you're relying on Bill and Sue who are going to lie awake at night, right? And Bill's going to go, well, I really like Joe with Service Loop Electrical. He was nice. He really liked to serve. And mm -hmm. Sue's going to go, yeah, but Bill, the price. And Bill goes, but I mean, good guy. He's bald like me. I mean, we got lots in common. I like Star Wars. He likes Star Wars. I really like Joe. And she's going, yeah, but the price. And the reality is that the other estimates that they got, as far as I know, they weren't the right choice. All I know is because you're here with us, that you really care about serving at the highest level because that's what we do here. I mean, it's in the name, Service Loop. It's that little bit extra for future serviceability. So even in the title, we're saying, hey, you want me to book a third call, Joe? But honestly, if it comes down to it, I mean, I'll book a fourth. Hey, I'll keep going back until I've got this person exactly with with clear understanding of what it is we're we're prepared to offer to help them with that problem. And that they have the clear understanding that we are either the right fit or we're not, but with certainty either way. Does that make sense? It does to such an extent that I want to put a flag in this, but I'm afraid that if I start talking about it, a geyser is going to come up. We may actually have to make this another podcast episode because I think there's so much more that this can give. 100%. And we, the, the, I'm sure it's the same user I can't see right now from where we are on StreamYard, guys. But are we not tracking the time versus money ratio? Three visits is a lot of time. Do we not believe we can help and serve other clients in that time? Enlighten me, please. I'll speak to this. We'll close it out with some actions. And I think we'll be able to continue this uh, one, Joe, as, as per, yeah. per what you said there. The biggest thing here, guys, is your marketing and your sales are a funnel. Right. And so absolutely time versus money ratio is a consider uh, consideration, a significant one. That's why we don't want you to email it over because mm -hmm. your conversion rate will likely double if you start showing up in person. 
The second piece of that, though, is that it's already costing you time to work with indecisive people. We're just not tracking it. But it's costing you time when you lay awake at night. It's costing you time when you come back to the office and maybe your installer caught wind of it or it was on the schedule and people are asking, oh, did we get that job? Did we get that one? It's costing you time when your CSR is following up with these people trying to figure out what's going on. And it's costing you something that is ultimately what we call in the law of open cycles, the vampire of your livelihood. It's an open cycle. It's stuff that we have an unclear future on. To add more fire to this just quickly, and again, I think we'll break this out in another episode, you're trying to get clearer futures. Now, there's some contextual assumptions, I think, happening right now because this client that we're going to visit a third or maybe even a fourth time, couldn't they be a platinum buyer? Couldn't they take the club membership still? And if it took us that extra effort to get that trust... Wouldn't that be the kind of people we want to focus on and continue to serve for years to come? Mm -hmm. Just like Joe in some of your examples, having $300,000 lifetime value customers. Mm -hmm. Oh man, we got to open this back up again, but Joe, I've got to stop right here, brother. Let's crank up an action item and close this one and we'll get to, uh, to this again. I have the most basic one we could possibly come up with. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so there's a hesitancy in these questions of like, isn't it easier? Isn't it quicker? Shouldn't this be considered? That logic itself, though it has value, shows that it's from the mindset of, am I not willing to dig into this? Or do I not truly believe that these efforts are getting me closer? You were right, Clay, when you said that this is a funnel. Do you believe that you staying here has a higher likelihood of getting the job or do you feel that at a certain point you need to tuck tail and run? The first thought is really, are you willing to stay it out? Doesn't matter the situation, whatever it is, are you willing to stick it out to the due course to get the job you want? Or are you going to be willing to settle for the same you've always had and get to complain about what you've always got? Love it. Love it. You know what? The all-star is simple. It's a question then. I'm looking for our ideal clients. Are you? I'm looking for the perfect ones. Not just the people who want to come into our bronze program that's gaining a ton of popularity, but the people who acknowledge that we've got a value ladder and they want to see everything there is to offer here. They want to take us at our best and, and have us take them and to their best. That's what we're looking for. Aren't you? And how are you identifying those people? And then what actions are you taking to make sure they get the entire journey with you? Gosh, this went deep, Joe. This just opened up a ton of worms, man. Episode 223, you want me to book a third call? I think today we've confirmed that, yeah, we're kind of asking that you do for those reasons. Another episode to help you guys master your sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. We've got incredible things coming up this week, including an interview with one of our all-stars, Alan, who we've been saving for you guys. In fact, we wanted to close the year out with Alan because he's done such incredible things, and I cannot wait to share this interview with you guys. So we got to get out of here so we can get to that and then get to the thing, and then you can do the thing, and we got to go. 
Joe, thanks, brother. Thanks, everyone who's paying attention here. Promise to take action. We'll see you again tomorrow. Can't wait. See you soon.